The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina here, blogger of the Dragon's Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, one of the hosts between two minutes and oriented television. I'd like to welcome those watching us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on um, Orient Neighborhood Television. Got a lot to talk about this week here on the um, podcast. Of course, um, what's, what's been going on in the news um, just been absolutely crazy. Um, it has been just absolutely insane um, with what's been going on um, in wake of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, Causing the MHA to suspend their um, season until April, um, till April sixth. Um, the governor of the state of Michigan declared a state of emergency, closing all the schools down until April sixth. Um, and I'm gonna get my thoughts on that later on. Um, my thoughts on the outbreak. Um, why? Um, you know, it's a really, really tough circumstance. What's been going on? Um, my friend Ian Locke is um on assignment this week, so um so um just gonna be me here solo this week. Um got a lot to talk about. Um, especially with last week's games. Um of course we had the girls basketball regional finals, um, and then we had the um boys basketball districts. Um and you know, we got a lot to look at, recap. Um I'm gonna go with girls first. Um of course when you look at the girls season, of course, that has came to an end um, this week with um, we only had two OA teams remaining in the regional format. Of course, we had West Bloomfield and um, Clarkson both still in um, until until they played on Tuesday night. Um, so when you really look at what happened in that game, um, West Bloomfield took on a very good Heartland team. Um, they took on a really good Heartland team and they were in it with the most of the game. I mean, it was until um that final stretch where um West Bloomfield ended up um they were in a battle and then all of a sudden it just they just couldn't get it done. I mean, uh, yeah, Heartland's a very good team. I mean, Logan Lewis had fifteen points. Um Mayana Hooper had fourteen in their game. Um and um Sydney Hendricks, of course, had um eight points. Um in that loss to Heartland, of course, they had an issue stopping Whitney Solomon who had 19 points, but they had the lead late. They had the lead late in that game. I mean, they just could not, they just could not um, overcome Heartland. They ended up getting teed up late, which resulted in, um, which resulted in Heartland getting a 61-52 win. Um, so when I look at West Bloomfield, um, their season, their season done, um, they lose seven seniors. Um, they lose seven seniors, um, including the great Maya Bobo. Um, but their future is really bright. When you look at players like um, like Sidney Hendricks, Mayanna Hooper coming back next year, um, I like where Burt Mosley has his team at. But the question's going to be, for them is program strength. I mean, their JV was really good this year. The freshman, not as good, but knowing Burt Mosley, I think he will have that program back in the right direction. Um, so 
when you look at West Bloomfield, um, I really do like the direction that team's been going. Um, and then you got to look at on the um, boys on the um, and then you got to look at Clarkson. You know, on the other game, Clarkson took on Wallake Northwestern on their home gym Tuesday night. It was a really, really good game. I mean, it was at Western. It was, it was a really good game. I mean. Whereas that game went to Wild Lake Western 54-47. It was a really good game. Um, how that game went, um, it was, Clarkson had a good start. I mean, they had a really good start, a 7-0 lead. Um, you kind of thought, you know, everything was going to be going in favor of the Wolves. Clarkson beat Wild Lake Western earlier in the year in December. I mean, and then Wild Lake Western, you know, Fought back, competed. Um, I mean, they had some kids that made some shots that weren't expecting to make some shots that did. Um, and it ended up being a back-and-forth seesaw between the two teams. I mean, but it was Wall Lake Western that made that last run, and basically that was it for Clarkson. I mean, they ended up losing 54-47. Um, so it was a really, really tough game, um, to say the least for the Wolves. And I know Coach John Wire said he took blame for it, um, for that loss. And, you know, and it's always, you know, it's always good. You know what I mean? You know, coach takes responsibility, um, for what happened. Um, I think, you know, when you look at what happened that game, um, it could have gone either way. Um, basically, it could have gone either way. Um, with Clarkston, it just they just had a tough break. It was a really, really tough break with the Wolves. I mean, with how their season ended. Same thing with the Lakers. Just tough break how their season ended. In their game, and West Bloomfield's game with Heartland, I thought um, West Bloomfield played, I thought they outplayed Heartland. You know, I mean... You know, Heartland was in some games where they have had real stress relievers. I mean, real stressors. I mean, heck, even their game against Howell, that um, they were down at halftime by 10 points. West Bloomfield, they were down in this game. They were down in this game. Came back, took a one-point lead. Um, and then they gave up seven straight, you know. I mean, so... It it's really really tough, you know what I mean. It's really tough to see how those two teams went out. Um, so now you got to look back on the season for girls basketball. Um, now the fact that um, you know the season's done around the OA for girls basketball, um, you got to look at shortcomings. You got to look at, and I write that on my column. This week on the blog, I said, girls basketball shortcomings. Um, I always write a recap of who you got coming back, who I think is going to be really good next year, who I think is going to have some struggles um, heading into next year. I mean, and there's going to be that. There's going to be some teams that struggle next year. Um, There's going to be some teams next year I think are going to be really good. It all depends on how the division alignment is going to be. I mean... Who knows what the division alignment's going to be? 
Are they going to go three divisions or are they going to go four divisions? That's always been the best, the most interesting debate topic is when it comes to division realignment. Of course, in, in the OA, of course, if you finish first place, you go up. Usually you go up. If you finish last place, you go down. Um, so it'll be very inter- interesting to see what happens um, at the realignment meeting if they have the realignment meeting based on what's been going on around the world. And I think there's going um, to be some movement heading into next year. I really do think there's going to be some movement. Um, so when I look at teams next year, I'm keeping an eye on um, on the girls' basketball docket. Um, obviously, you have to keep an eye on Clarkston. Um, Clarkson's going to be, they got, they do lose one senior in Taylor Heaton. Um, and I know they lose Lexi Linton as well, but anytime you return players like Madison Sikorsky, Morgan Hunter, Caitlin Call, Olivia Todorin, um, that senior class next year at Clarkson is going to be really good. I mean, they're going to be really good. Then not to mention you have Izzy Haley down there too on the bench. I mean, you know. I don't know if she'll be a starter, um, but if she's on the bench, I think she could be a huge contributor as well. As well. I mean, Coach John Wire's got, he is really deep next year. He's going to be really deep. Um, and then you got to look at, and then, of course, you got to look at West Bloomfield. I mean, West Bloomfield. I mean, yes, they do lose seven seniors. I mean, they do lose seven seniors, as we mentioned. Um, but they do return, um, of course, Myona Hooper and Sydney Hendricks. Those are two big returnees heading into next year. Um, I think it's going to be a big time importance to see where they're at heading into next year. I mean, they could be in the mix again. They really well could be in the mix again. And then you got to look at other teams in that division. You got to look at South at a and I mean, this is a program that's got a lot of questions. Heading into this offseason. Does Michelle Marshall come back? Um, yes, they got a player in Jalen Austin who I think is going to have to really step up her game, but you're going to lose your two best players, obviously, and Jasmine Worthy and, um, and of course, Shine McEvans. That's not an easy thing to do um, when, you look at, when you look at A&T. I mean, it's going to be tough for them next year. It's going to be really, really tough for them. Um, so I'm curious to see what A&T has next year. Um, Royal Oak, of course, I'm curious to see how they're going to find some help for Sarah Sorgahan. Um, she had a really nice year this year. Um, Royal Oak's a team I'm watching carefully. Um, they're going to be, I think Royal Oak, you know, their program strength's up there. Um, they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. Um, Groves, of course, is a team that, it's going to be a team. A girls will be very interesting um, because I know Coach Jessica Weasel very well. Um, she did develop some talent, which which has really helped Groves this year. Um, I think they're going to be now. They do lose Ellie Rupert, which is a huge loss for them. But it'll be interesting to see what Groves has heading into next year. Um, Bloomfield Hills they lose Jordan Banks, Angelica Silva. Um, they do have Keelan Fife back. Um, which should help them next year. Now, I'm not sure what division they're going to be at, but they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. I mean, this is going to be a team that I think West Bloomfield, I think um, Bloomfield Hills could be a, um, 
they could be an interesting team to keep an eye on. I mean, I looked at the program strength. I'm not really impressed with it, to be honest with you. But we'll see. And then there's Stony Creek. Stony Creek's an interesting one heading into next year because they lose Lily DePanny, but they do return Sidney LaPrairie, Devin Valls, Mia Carson. Um, you got to like where Coach Kellen James has his team at. You got to really like it where they're at. I mean, their program strength's not bad. Um, you just got to like, and they got a good freshman class coming in next year. So I think for Stony Creek, the future is bright with this program. But it'd be very interesting to see what happens with them. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, let's go to the white now. Of course, um, Avondale. Um, curious to see what this team's going to look like next year. Because it's going to, could be a complete different team next year. I mean, yes, you lose Reagan Lawrence. You lose Brea Banyan. I mean, you lose, um, I mean, like, they lose, uh, those are the only two that are coming back, is those two girls. So when I really look at it, is with Avondale, is this a basketball team that's got some questions? Um, you know, yeah, you got Reagan Lawrence, Savannah Smith, and Tyane Jackson coming back. I mean, you did have a huge coaching change in the middle of the year, you know, with um, with Bob Lee stepping down and um, you bring in Roy Krishman. I mean, he's done a good job with that team. He's done a really good job with that team. I mean, so Avondale's a team. I'm curious to see where they're at next year. I mean, they lose a ton. They lose a ton of talent. Um and, you know, and their program strength does not look very good. It really doesn't. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Um, Troy, um, this is a team that's had a weird year. Um, especially not having Kendall Zider for half the year. Um, they do lose Athena Sampson, Jessica Chen, and Rhea Chervinsky. But they got players like Kayla Rutledge, Kayla Knight, um, Alyssa Matuza, Charlotte Sabaka, and Laura Goma coming back. And then the program strength of Troy is really good. I mean, their JV program was really good this year. You got a player like Mia Valtrunas coming up, who I think is going to be really good. Um, Zoe Silver could be an interesting piece for them. I think Zoe Silver could be a very interesting piece for them. Um, and Charlotte Ludendorff could be another interesting piece. So next year i see troy being really good i i mean i do see troy being really good um do i think are they a state championship team probably not but i think they'll be in the mix for a league title um so it'll be very interesting to keep an eye on um rochester adams um you know of course coming off their district um final loss to clarkston um they do return may delinga um they do lose two very key seniors um adams Loses two very key seniors. Um, when you look at um, when you look at Lord, when you look at um, but they do have Madelinga, Lauren Petersmark, Abby Dranick all returning. I mean, Adams should be in good in a good spot next year. Um, I think players like Maddie Kessman and Kate Elliott's going to have to have huge years for them, and I think they will have huge years for them. Um, so when I look at Adams, um. I think they're going to be a team that could be a team to keep an eye on. Um, but, you know, who knows with Adams? I mean, they could have a good year. And then 
And then sometimes this this is a team to keep an eye on next year's Rochester Adams because of they've got the talent, they got the playmakers, but depth's going to be a big question mark for Adams going forward. I think depth's a big question mark for this team. Um, so we'll see. Um, North Farmington, of course, you know, anytime you lose seven seniors, it's going to be really tough, including um, including players like um, Molly Simpson, uh, Maya Kelly. Um, but you do return um, Sarah Leifler, um, Kelsey Newton, Kelsey Newton, and uh, Heaven Rogers. Um, this is a team that's got some questions going forward. Um, I don't. The program strength's a big concern for me for North Farmington. Um, so that's an area I'm very concerned about. Um, Troy Athens, you know, anytime you lose seven seniors, I mean, it's going to be tough, especially when you lose players like Isabel Crumb, the Bright Sisters, Grace and Abby. Um, you know, but you do return Jillian Clark and Tia Bass, too, and Sierra Shoals. Um, it's going to be a very young team for Coach J.C. Klump and her team. It's going to be very, very young. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Um, Lake Orion, um, the Dragons had a tough year. Um, you know, kind of when you look at the record, kind of took a step back, but you got to like the direction where coach Bob Bridges has his team going. Um, Bridges does return the majority of his team back. You got a very good dynamic freshman class. Um, when you look at players like, um, Maddie Ebert, Kylie Heck, um, and then that freshman pipeline down there at Lake Orion, um, it's going to be really good. I think this freshman class is going to be the key for Lake Orion next year, keeping it together. Um, but you also got players like Megan Marshall coming back. Um, there's a lot of questions surrounding this team as well, heading into next year. But Lake Orion's a team that is a team that's trending up, and they should be a team that should be trending up. I mean, this is this is going to be a good basketball team next year. I really believe no matter what division they're in, um, I think Coach Bob Bridges' team is going to be really good next year. I really do. I mean, people are going to ask me, you know, what happened about this year, you know what I mean, what's up with the losses and all that. I mean, you know, Lake Orion is basically was rebuilding from, I mean, re- basically been rebuilding. I mean, you know, been a couple of years, you know what I mean, where they've been, you know, I mean, I really like the fact that program has really been stabilized under coach Bob Bridges. So, so if, um, for Lake Orion, I think that, I think they're in a good place right now. I really do think they're in a really good place right now. Um, let's go to Oxford. Um, Oxford, of course, you kind of want to give them a pass this year. Um, despite, you know, they do lose three seniors. Um, but you do return, um, you're going to have a healthy Mackenzie Mettner back to go along with Emma Morse. Morse is going to be the key. Next year, along with Mettner, you got a really good backcourt. I'm a little concerned about their interior next year. So that's going to be something that you got to look at with Oxford is basically that interior. Um, and it's going to be tough, especially when you look at the interior play. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, and then, of course, we look at... Um, the blue division, you got Berkeley, of course. They return Ashley Loon. Um, that's going to be a huge return for them. Is when you anytime you return Ashley Loon, that's going to be a big time for Coach Kirk Kerlin. Um, 
You know, um, but also Jillian Gomes is back. Um, I think we'll help Berkeley. And, of course, let's not forget, Berkeley this year won three games against the White. They knocked off Troy, knocked off Troy, Athens, knocked off North Farmington. Um, those are three big wins right there for them. Those are three big wins for that team. Um, I'm, But I'm curious to see next year with Berkeley is how do they respond against playing, if you're playing against a bigger school, you know, because I have, because they played Macomb, Dakota this year. I mean, they didn't look great against them. But when you look at Berkeley, I want to see them how they do against playing the likes of Lake Orion and Oxford. That's the eyeball check for me is play against those two teams. That's where you need to be at. You know, that's where you need to be at. And I think for Berkeley, that should be the gut check for them is play those two teams and see where you're at because, you know, you're playing these schools. You know what I mean? They're evenly based and rolled with you. But, but I think you got to play the teams that have over 2,000 kids, you know, like Lake Orion and Oxford, Barkston. I mean, because that's going to get your program better in the long haul. Um, Rochester. Um, great first year for Coach Bill Thurston. A lot of talent coming back um, when you look at Rochester. Um, you got Megan Lorenzo, Brooke Gordon, um, Andrew Rogerian coming back. I mean, program strength's very good up there at Rochester. Um I think they're going to be a team to watch. I really do. I think they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. I think they're going to be a team to to watch. I mean, this is going to be a good basketball team next year. Um, I think Rochester will be a team to keep an eye on. Um, Oak Park. Um, the Knights, of course, they had a great year under Peggy Carr. Um, but I'm curious to see where they're at next year. Um, yes, you got Kyle Lewis and Tanya Todd returning. This address the program strength and everything's fine. That's what I say about Oak Park. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Seaholm, of course, will be an interesting offseason for the Maples. They lose five seniors. Um, but you do return um, Kate Keffler, Gwen Wyman, Megan Blake, and Grace Lieber. Those are going to be huge. Um, they should be improved next year. But I'm curious to see how Manchester responds in his third year. I'm very curious to see how he responds in his third year. I mean, that's going to be the key. That'll be the key for Rochester next year. Um, Farmington, of course, um, I'm curious to see where this team's at, especially with Val Pallet back. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them. Um, Ferndale, of course, curious to see how Coach um, Keith Paris does in his second year. Um, Ferndale should be, they're going to be interesting to keep an eye on, I, especially if Ferndale can develop the program there, um, which it can be done. It really can be done, obviously. Um, and then Pontiac, of course, was a really tough year for Coach Christopher Wright and his team. Um, so we'll see what Pontiac has next year. I mean, they're going to be okay. I think Pontiac will be a team to keep an eye on. I think they're going to be okay. Um, so my thoughts on the girls' season this year is a good season overall in the OA for girls' basketball. Um, but I think it's, it's the girl, I think girls' basketball is going to be in for a bright future. I really do. I believe they're going to be in for a really, really bright future heading into next year. I mean, so that's a team. That's a, I mean, like, but that's going to be a league. I think the OAA is in a really good spot next year based on girls' basketball. 
So that's my thoughts on the um 2019-2020 girls basketball season. Um, put that to wraps. Um, let's go now from girls basketball to boys basketball. Of course, um, we know in wake of the postseason tournaments being delayed. Um, I don't know if they're going to be played, but I wrote my column on shortcomings for boys basketball. I mean, there were a lot of good matchups, you know, that would have happened in wake of this outbreak. Um, this national emergency. Um, I'll get my thoughts on that afterwards. Um, when you look at the boys basketball circuit, um, you know, um, everything starts with Clarkson. I mean, the Wolves had a really good year, 22 and one. Um, only lost Orchard Lake St. Mary's. You do lose Matt Nicholson and Cole Donchez. Those are going to be two big losses. But you do return Fletcher Lawyer, Keegan Wasilic, Matt DePillo, and Luke Scherler. Those are going to be huge. Um, and of course, you have, um, of course, I think you have Heisman coming back as well. Um, no, Nathan Steinman, my bad. Nathan Steinman coming back as well. That's going to help Clarkston. Um, maybe solidify that starting lineup next year. Um, so when you look at the Wolves, I mean, they're going to be fine. I mean, Coach Tim Wasilek's team's going to be real fine heading into next year. I think that they're going to be, they're going to be in good shape. Um, I think they're going to be, they're going to be okay. I mean, and I think there's going to be some questions, but, but you know, do I think Clarkson is Clarkson going to be the team that they're used to be? No, but I think they're going to be good enough to be competitive, and I think that's the bottom line. As long as you're competitive, I think you're going to be in this league. You're going to be in games. Um, Ferndale's going to be one I'm very interested in this offseason because Ferndale's a team that, you know, they do lose Jay Sean Moore and Colin Golston. Um, they do have Travion Lewis, Roman Hughley, and I think Dalen Doherty's back for Ferndale, and I think that'll help them out big time. Um, but Ferndale had everything made for this year, and I think they're probably the biggest victims of this outbreak um, because of because they played a tough schedule. They had everything set up for them. I mean, yes, they, they would they would have had to go through Grand Rapids and Christian and um, Benton Harbor to get to the um, to get to to get to Breslin, um, maybe in Chandler Park Academy as well. But Ferndale had it made. I mean, they had it made, but unfortunately, it, with this stoppage, I mean. I think that's a, that's the team that really hurts is Juan Rickman's team right now is is Ferndale because now you're in an uncertainty if you're going to get these games played and if you're not you know what I mean it's you know it's it's a really really tough season for Ferndale so they're in a really interesting spot when you look at Ferndale I mean this is a program that I think is going to be you know they're going to be in some. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with them. I mean, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. Um, North Farmington, um, I think the Raiders are going to be interesting. Are going to be very interesting next year. I mean, you return Deion Hayes, Basu Jihad, but you lose players like Matt Miller, Jamal Hayes, John Burnett, Eddie Linton, and Justice Clark. Um, you got to really look for somebody to step up. I mean, North Farmington played a lot of guys. They played a lot of guys. So when I look at the Raiders, 
Um, this could be a team that I think could be good next year. Their program strength looks very good. Um, I think when you look at North Farmington, I think that's going to be a team that um, I think they're on a way, on a ways up. Um, like what Coach Tyne Goshen has coming up in the system. Question is, who's going to step up next year? Could it be Chicka Posma? Possible. Real possible. So we'll see what they have next year. West Bloomfield's a team that to keep an eye on next year. They had a played a very tough schedule this year. Um, I think when you look at the Lakers, um, they did lose five seniors. Um, the graduation. Um, but they do return. Um, Michael Say, Ryan Hurst, and Kyber's Blacks. Um, so when I look at West Bloomfield's future. Um, program strength's very good for them. Um, Jeremy Dennis done a really good job. They battled tough North Lake St. Mary's in the um, district semifinals before falling to them. Um, so, but there's a lot to look at with West Bloomfield. There's a lot to really look at with the Lakers. I mean, it's a team I think could do some damage next year. Um, Oak Park, of course, um, they do lose a lot. Um, they saw a 1-6 record in February, which was not very good, which resulted in a um, 93-79 loss in the district, pre-district to UD Jesuit. They had 39 points from Fred Garland in that game, who they lose, and um, 15 points from Solomon Johnson. Both of them are seniors. Um, you know, so Oak Park loses a lot of talent next year. They do lose a ton. And I think it's going to be a tough sell next year at Oak Park. I mean... Yes, their future is good. They got a good player coming up in the JV ranks um, who I think is going to be really good. Um, so when I look at Ferndale, so when I look at Oak Park, I mean, you know, I know Bobby Thompson um, didn't coach the team a couple times. Um, he had Coach Watson there who took over. Um, he's the, he did a magnificent job at Oak Park. Um, so I'll be curious to see what happens with Oak Park next year. be very curious to see what happens with them next year. Um, Bloomfield Hills. Um you know, when I look at the Blackhawks, I mean, they're going to be okay. I think Coach Phil Kirchner's team's going to be okay. Um, I really look at what Ferndale's done. Um, you do return Noah Adamzak, Mason Canfield's back. Um, you know, but then you, you do lose a player like Colin Hacker. That's going to be a tough loss for you. But, you know, you're basically going to have Adamzak coming, I mean, coming back. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. I mean, to go along with Canfield. Um, you do have some question in the interior, despite the fact they have Derek Lee there. Um, but I think at the end of the day, when you look at it, I think for I think Blue Bay Hills, they could be better next year. I mean, they could be a team to keep an eye on, to say the least. Um, I think Blue Bay Hills, they're a team that could be a, um, they could surprise some folks, but I do wonder the division. Is the red capable enough for Coach Bill Kirchner's team? That's the big time question I have, because I think there's two teams in the white division that are <laughs> that are better. I mean, when you look at um, when you look at um, Troy and Farmington, we're going to talk about those two teams in a minute. I mean, but Bloomby Hill's a team to keep an eye on. That's a big time question for them right now. Really big time question for them right now. So we'll see where they're at. See where they're at. Um, Lake Orion. Um, this is a this is a team that I think could be really interesting. Um, Lake Orion does lose Dylan Vogenheimer, um, Drew Van Heck, 
Ari Curtis, um, and um, Kane Colley and Cameron Sutton. Those are going to be some big losses, especially Sutton and Bogenheimer, um, who've been there for the last two years. But Lake Orient's got some talent coming back for Joel Schroeder. I mean, that's something that you got to look at. Um, when you look at the junior class, um, they had with Nick Fisher, Will McClear, Andrew Bryant, um, Xander Blackney, and Brennan Jones. You know, those are going to be some key players coming back um, for the Dragons, of course, um, to go along with Alden Ritt, to go along with um, Malachi Granberry. Um, I think Lake Orion's going to be very interesting. I mean, I expect them next year to come down the white. Um, and if they're in the white, I think they're going to contend. I mean, I mean, when you really look at Lake Orion next year, I mean, Joe Schroeder's putting together a program. Um at Lake Orion. Um, I think he was, he and that team was given a really bad spot based on being in the red this year. Um, but they made manage of it. They managed through it, um, suffered their pain, um, had some big wins in the playoffs, of course, knocking off Romeo in the first round behind him. Sutton's 32 points. Um, Cameron Sutton's 32 points. And then knocking off Waterford Kettering in double overtime. 77-69. That was an incredible game. Um, it was a good game. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, both teams made mistakes. Both teams made some flaws. But when you look at the Dragons this offseason, um, pending if we get out of this outbreak, um, when we get out of this outbreak, um, it's, not a, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, so when you... Look at the Dragons. I think it's a basketball team that needs to play a lot of basketball. And I think Lake Orion will do that. So when I look at the Dragons, um, I think this is a team that's going to be really, really good next year. I really do think they're going to be good. Um, let's look at the, um, let's look at the, um, let's look at the um, white now. Farmington's a team. To keep an eye on um, next year. Um, they play a tough non-league. Um, they end up winning the white this year. They do return it on players like Jaden Atkins, Tariq Humes, um, Robert Davis, Parrish Jackson, Rob, DeMarco Cosley. Um, those are big, big, big additions. Um, so when you, look at Fer when you look at Farmington, you know, this could be a team that's ready to go for the red. I mean, this team could be you know, ready to go in that division. I think they're ready to take the next step to go into the red division. And, you know, you got a lot of players back. That's huge. You're coming off two big wins. Um, you knocked off on um, Birmingham Burla Rice. Um, and then, of course, beating up on Birmingham Seaholm in the district tournament. Um, so that's going to be very interesting to see what happens um, with Farmington. I think that's a team to really keep an eye on next year is the Falcons. Um, the next team is the Troy Colts. Um, Troy, of course, they do return Brody Parker. But Parker's got some help next year. You got Jake Emerzian, Ethan Emerzian, Iman Hadge, DeAnthony Hamilton, all going to be healthy and come back for Coach Gary Frelick. Um, you know, so I'm curious to see where Troy's at when it comes to their division alignment. I'm curious to see where Troy's at next year. I mean, this is a team to keep an eye on. I mean, I do really like that team, to say the least, for sure. Um, Southfield A&T. I mean, they had a ton of comebacks this year. Um, ton of comeback wins. Of course, they had that big win against Grove, where they came back from 15 down 
They were down 20 against Troy, came back and won that one. Um, you do, they do lose, they do lose Jalen Lee. Um, but they do return Caleb Banks, Raekwon Lee, and Anthony Davis. Those are going to be some key returns back for Coach Joe Buchanan. Um, Southfield was a team that came out of nowhere. I mean, they came out of nowhere, surprised some folks, especially having a 10 0 start, which was very essential to their season. Um, so when I look at Southfield, you know, future is bright for this team, you know, but program strength, even though is a strength, but it can also be a weakness for, for them. So for coach Joe Buchanan, I think it's important for him to keep everything in place. You know, the foundations there, they're building something down there, um, at, um, 10 mile and losser. Um, I think Southfield could be a team to really keep an eye on heading into next year. I mean, it's a team that they could make some noise. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year for Southfield. Um, Stony Creek, you know, here's a team that only loses two juniors, two seniors. I mean, in um, Ethan Smydra and um, Jake Roaring. And you look at the talent they return next year. Players like Trevor Smith, Lance Bogerberg, Jacob Belton, um, Alex Ryder, David Angel. There's among others, too. I mean, I'm telling you, Stony Creek's going to be a senior-heavy team next year. They're going to be really good. I think they're going to be a team to keep an eye on that is going to be just really, really, really good. I mean, Stony Creek's a team to keep an eye on. I mean, they're going to be solid. They're going to be special. Um, they're going to be a team to keep an eye on. Um, Groves. Um, Groves had an up and down year. I mean, they lost a lot of close games. You do return to play like Daniel Lee, um, Chuck Bailey, Jack Woods. Um... Those are going to be some big returns for the Groves. That's going to be some big returns. So when I look at Groves, um, this is a team that could do some significant damage, could have a special year next year. So Groves is a team that I think is going to be a dynamic team next year to keep an eye on, to say the least. Um, Oxford, the Wildcats, they're in a really interesting spot. I mean, you look at um, you do lose a play like Trey Townsend. Long 600 seniors. But the players that Coach D. Law has coming back, when you look at players like um, Zach Townsend, Trent Brown, Pedro Bellette, Mason Mulholland, Palmer Speck, they're all back. Their JV team, you know, had some struggles this year, but there's some players on that team to keep an eye on. Um, one player to watch for is Brady Carpenter. That's a player I'm keeping an eye on, actually. I think Brady Carpenter is due for a big year, Adam Oxford. I think, you know, you put... I think Oxford could be more dangerous next year than this year, even though a lot of people had to pay attention to Trey Townsend. But next year with Oxford, you really don't have that true star to keep an eye on. So when you look at Oxford, I mean, this is a team that could do some significant damage heading into next year. Real significant damage. Um, let's, look at, um, let's look at Adams now. Adams, really interesting spot heading into next year. I mean, we don't know if S team's going to go down to the blue. Um, but they do re- they do lose a couple play- key players in Preston Prescore and Jackson Tenna, Austin Ursay, but you do have some future, have a bright future when you look at players like Justice Mims, Ben Chernside, Jonathan Ursay coming back. Um, there is a core at Adams. There is a huge core at Adams. But the question is going to be is for Adams is going to be is can um, is they do have is program strength. I mean, their freshman class is very good. I mean, their JV class was okay. I mean, you know, so when you look at Adams, program strength, 
could be very interesting. So I think the Highlanders could be a team, could be very interesting next year for Coach Jared Thomas to keep an eye on when you look at Adams heading into next year. Um, Troy Athens, um, the Red Hawks, they had a really strong turnaround. Won 16 games. They do lose four seniors. Um, but the future is bright for Coach Dave Scott and his team. Um, Adams does have um, does have Bryce Eaton, Jacob Thornton, Jordan Siegbot, Michael Justice returning. Um, program strength looks to be really strong for Troy Athens going forward. Um, so when I look at the Red Hawks, this could be a team to keep an eye on, to say the least. Um, for sure is this team. I mean, the Troy Athens Red Hawks, they could be a team to keep an eye on. Seahome. I mean, Seahome had a rebounding year. I mean, they won 11 games. They lose nine seniors, though. But they do return, I mean, they do return eight seniors, including Johnny Cross and Jake LeBur. They're going to be two key players coming back. So when I look at, when I look at um, Seahome, it's a team to keep an eye on heading into next year. I mean, I really like the Maples. Um, they're, they'll surprise some folks next year. They'll surprise some folks next year. Um, Berkeley. The Bears, they had a strong year. They won 14 games. They lose six seniors to graduation. Um, but if you're Coach George Thormel, you're going to have Arshad Walker coming back, and he was basically injured all season long. So when I look at Seaholm, uh, when I look at Berkeley, I think Berkeley's going to be a team. They could be in the mix again for the blue title. They could very well be in the mix for the blue title heading into next year. So... You know, we'll see where they're at. I mean, they're coming off of a tough loss to Detroit Mumford. Um, I'm curious to see where this team's going to be at next year. Program strength looks to be very good for Berkeley. So, this will be very, very interesting, to say the least, with them. Um, Pontiac. Um, they had an interesting year. I mean, they were in the mix for the blue title um, under Coach Damon O'Neill. Um, had a tough loss to Orchard Lake St. Mary's School out the year. Um, they do lose a lot, but they do have... Um, a key player coming back in and try hazard. Um, so we'll see where they're at. I mean, we'll really see where they're at going forward. Um, Pontiac could be a team to keep an eye on to say the least. Um, Rochester, you know, um, Rochester had a young crew this year, very young team. Um, he did lose six seniors, but as mentioned, you've got a lot of talent coming up. Program strength looks to be very strong. Um, so when you look at Rochester, I mean, I think this is a program that's going to go up. So it'll be very interesting to see at least what happens. So Rochester's a team to be, to keep an eye on going forward. Um, I think Rochester's a team that could be a, um, they're in a really interesting spot heading into next year. So we'll see where they're at. We'll see where they're at. Royal Oak, um... The Ravens are in a really interesting spot next year. Um, they did have a bit of an identity crisis this year. Um, Rochester's a team that could do some damage next year. Um, I think that, um, I think, you know, um, Royal Oak, you know, they we don't know what type of team they're going to be. Are they an offensive first team or are they a defensive first team? That's the big question surrounding Royal Oak. Um, yes, they do lose a key player in Seth Walker. That is a huge, huge loss. So when you look at um at Royal Oak, I mean, this is a team that's got some questions heading in next year. So this is a team to really, really look at and keep an eye on heading into next year is Royal Oak. So 
I think the Ravens could be a team worth watching. I mean, like, um, but they've got some questions to say the least heading into the next year. Um, but they do got Jesse Hossington back. They got Charlie Grabowski coming back. Um, they got a rising player, Dylan Hoffman, coming back. So when I look at Royal Oak, I mean, there is some upside. There is some upside when you look at Royal Oak. I mean, I think the Ravens could be a team to keep an eye on. I think they can make some noise next year. Um, but Royal Oak could be a team to seriously look at. You know, possibly could they be a contender? Sure. I mean, but there's some questions. And then there's Avondale. I mean, Avondale, when you look at the Yellow Jackets, um, it was a rough first year for Coach Pat Clancy. It was a really, really rough first year. I mean, when you look at Avondale, um, this is a team where they do lose a ton of talent. They do lose a ton of, they do lose a lot when you look at next year. Um, Avondale's a team that I think could turn the corner. Um, they could do some damage. Um, but, you know, next year they do return David Hallman, which always helps things for them. I mean, David Hallman back um, to go along with the young nucleus next year. I think it'll help Avondale going forward. Um, so when you look at the Yellow Jackets, um, this could be a team that um, does some damage next year. They could make some noise. Um, it's going to be very interesting um, what they have. Um, so Avondale's a team. Could be a team to watch heading into next year. Um, so I really think Avondale... There's some upside with the Yellow Jackets. There's some upsides um, with this team. Um, there is a, it, They could be a team to keep an eye on heading into next year. So those are my thoughts on the um, on boys basketball now. I know there's still, we don't know what's going to happen in wake of this um, coronavirus outbreak, what's been going on. Um, I know the MHA shut down um, all the um, seasons until April the 5th. I know all the schools are shut down until April the 5th. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, my thoughts on spring sports. Um, people have asked me about, you know, when's the season going to start back up? You know what I mean? Um, now, I know the CDC sent out a um, recommendation for gatherings more than 50 people. It's just, I mean, like, it's in recommendations out, and they said eight weeks, which I did research on that. That's till May 3rd. Um, and, you know, it it's hard. This It's really, really hard for me to really look at what's been going on around the sports world this whole week and to see events get canceled or get postponed. Games play with no fans. Um, it's 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 tough. It's really tough when you really look at it. I mean, this whole week has been absolutely surreal, especially with games being canceled, <laughs> with with the um, state of emergencies, the national emergency. Um in wake of this coronavirus outbreak. I know I know the outbreak has stretched into Oakland County um, and also in the state of Michigan. Um, I just heard that um, 
the governor just declared um, all restaurants and bars to close by three o'clock. Um, you know, to really limit social gathering. Um, basically, limit social gathering in wake of this outbreak. If there's anything that I have to say about 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 what's been going on. And I know that people have asked me, you know, I'm a sports guy. I'm a sports geek. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's been hard for me personally this last few days, you know, in wake of not having sports, not not watching games like the NCAA tournament or not watching games like, you know, it's been really, really hard, especially having to self-quarantine. You know what I mean? Basically what I've been doing now. I'm not sick, but but I've really been staying at home a lot. You know what I mean? Just you know, just seeing how everything pans out, everything plays out. So when I look at when I look at the future, when I look at everything, my thoughts, you know, on on the school closures, um, it wasn't very extreme at first. But then I understood why Governor Gretchen Whitmer did what she did, um, closing the schools. Um, and then, of course, you know, closing the bars, closing the restaurants. I can understand that reason um, because um, to avoid large crowds, large gatherings, because I know looking at research, they, they um, you know, if you have a large crowd, you know what I mean, you're more, you're more, um, vulnerable getting a virus um you know having small crowds you know what i mean you know it is what it is but one thing that i always always say this and i want my viewers i want my viewers to listen you don't have to live your life in fear you know you look at a lot of these tv coverages you know what i mean you know you don't have to live your life in fear. I mean, I mean, you know, if you live your life in fear, you know, you're going to let, you're going to let this some virus overtake you. I mean, you're going to let everything in life overtake you. And that's something that I would say to my, to my viewers, um, who watch me, who hear, who hear me is please don't live your life in fear. That's my advice to everybody. You know, it's going to be it's going to be really hard these next few weeks, you know. You're going to see nightmaring numbers with the virus going up. You're going to see you know, you're going to see more cases. You're going to see a lot more cancellations or postponements. I mean, you know, but you can't just live your life in fear. You can't live your life in scaredness. You can't you can't just go out and, you know, I understand people are scared. I understand that. But, you know, you got to look at life itself. You know what I mean? And I, yes, you can, rec yes, I know, I know Um, you are going to get through this. Everybody here is going to get through this. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. I mean, like. Everyone's going to get through this. I mean, if I have to say anything, you know what I mean? It kind of, we, 
I kind of learned something about myself the last four days, you know, especially in the wake of March 12th, you know, when all the sports got postponed and canceled. I mean, you know, when everything got postponed, I mean, like it felt like my whole world just went, went obliged. Um, but then, you know, you know, everybody's got their own lives to live, me included. You know, when you see, and you see people on the, you see people scared, panicked, you know what I mean, nervous. I mean, relax, everything's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be okay. You know, you just, I know it's a tough time right now, but we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And I think that's the message that I'm trying to get, to trying to say to everybody. We're all in this together. Now, I know the CDC recommendations are um, a little extreme with eight weeks, but, you know, I mean, like, but, you know, they're there for a reason. So it's going to be tough. My thoughts on spring sports, um, I don't know if the MHA will let spring sports continue. Um, I don't know if they're going to let the tournaments continue because when I look at with the in wake of that CDC, CDC um, issue, I mean, in wake of that, I mean, the eight weeks, I mean, it's going to be really, really tough to say the least. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a really, really difficult challenge going forward. But I know everybody here, OA Nation, you know, um, I encourage everybody, stay strong through this. We're going to get through this together. Um, everything's going to be okay. You may, not, you may not hear me for a few weeks, but, but I'm telling you, but I'm telling everybody, before I sign off, Stay strong, be positive, and make sure you you not only stay you only not only be with you but with your family as well. So, my final thoughts are that this week are make sure make sure you stay strong. We'll be through this. We'll get through this. It's a it's a tough pill to swallow in life but everything's going to be okay. Everything will be okay. And this virus will, we will overcome this virus. We will overcome. That's what I, that's what I say to everybody. Whether it's, whether it's in Oakland County, throughout the state of Michigan, or the whole world. I'm telling you, we will be fine. We will be fine. You know, I'm signing off here. Um, take care, everybody. See you in the foreseeable future, everybody. Take care and see you all soon.